welcome to this week's Property Development Live podcast. I'm Margaret Ann Merrick. Last week, we shared one of our weekly Zoom calls. Every week, the members of our exclusive Facebook group, Property Development Live, suggest questions they'd like answered. We cover topics as diverse as the advantages and disadvantages of commercial to residential conversion, how to choose a good conversion, and the best ways to finance a build, as well as many other topics. On the Property Development Live YouTube channel, we recently shared an interview with one of our developers, Andy. His commercial to residential development is financed through a SAS, meaning his interview covers two of the hottest topics for discussion. Paul Merrick caught up with Andy at an important stage in his property journey. Let's catch up with that interview and also do a deeper dive into some of the issues that they covered. Hello, my name is Paul Merrick and welcome to Property Development Live. With us today is Andy and this is a very exciting day for Andy because the building that we're sitting in right now, an industrial building in the heart of Scotland, just became Andy's biggest and I would think his best project thus far. Let's talk to Andy and see what that experience has been like. Hello Andy. Hi Paul. So we're sitting here in a building that's legally became yours today. This is actually your building today. Yes, finally. Talk a little bit about the experience of of actually owning this building after the considerable amount of time that it's taken to buy it. So tell us how it feels to own the building. It feels great. Takes away a lot of the um, uncertainty in terms of when we can get started. Already been in today, um, seeing lots of value in the building that we can uh, look to sell on what needs stripped out so we can get it back to a, a bare shell to get started with the, uh, with the downtaking. So just great to get started. Fantastic. So tell me about the legal experience of buying a commercial building in comparison to say buying a two bedroom buy to let. Yeah, uh, it's been interesting. It's been uh, challenging in terms of moving my understanding uh, of, of the law on. So it's, it's been good from that perspective. Uh, learning a bit more about splitting out titles because your, your average two-bedroom has gone through this process a number of times before so most of the issues are ironed out so it's a lot more straightforward there seemed to be a lot more interpretation challenge uh, and so yeah it's been a, an interesting experience and a, a lot longer than I expected. I think that's something that can catch um, developers unawares especially new developers because the legal process with a new development or with a commercial to residential conversion, it, it's not a cookie cutter process, you know. It's, and that's why it's so important to have the right team around you, both as peers and your legal team, your accountant, your professionals round about you, so they can make that learning process easier for you. So, Andy, legally the process has been longer than you would expect it to be. Yeah. How long has the process taken in total? Uh, so I think it was May last year. It was the first time that solicitors got in touch. And then, well, where are we now? We're in June the following year, so it's taken the, the guts of a year to, uh, to get to the point where I'm actually a legal owner of the building. And I think that's a great thing for people to learn, the comparison between buying a commercial development or a commercial site at all mm. and buying you know, the average house. It's a lot longer process. Has it been more expensive than it would normally cost you to buy a property? Yes. So I think because of the uncertainty, I couldn't get a solicitor to commit to a price. Um, So it was just billable hours that were coming in. You very quickly have to manage that. But the the bill was considerably more than I was expecting. 
and the learning from that, do you think? I think I need to educate myself a bit more in uh, the law and the, the processes involved so I can challenge back a bit more. Uh, I was, I suppose, led by the solicitor, whereas uh, if I knew a bit more myself, then I, I, I wouldn't have to do that. And I think it is one of the things, if you're going to be a serious long-term developer, is you know there's many things you have to learn as a developer, yeah. and my 25 years' experience tells me, but one of them is you have to become almost a paralegal. You have to understand the legal paperwork and the legal process yeah. uh, as well, if not better, than some solicitors. Would you agree with that now? Yes, so I, I wouldn't say it's my area I'm most interested in, so I'm really going to have to push myself to uh, get a better understanding. And myself and Paul have been involved in property for a long time now and we have become adept at going through legal documents with a fine tooth comb and I know often when people first come into our business or if people are first working with us they're quite surprised at the time that we put into reading through the legals because they're used to just putting that out to someone else and not really being on top of it and and that means that they're not on top of the detail but they're also not on top of the time scales involved and it's something that it's worth actually putting the effort into it's also an area that i know some of the other guys who are involved in property development live have found the property development live peer group to be very beneficial because it helps and supports them through that process <laughs> Um, I think it's interesting that this is a commercial building and it gives lots of opportunities in the ways that you can buy a commercial building as opposed to a residential property. So have you learned a great deal about that? Uh, yes, so I set up my SaaS last year for my consulting company that I, that I run and I was really keen to start using the SaaS, uh, well certainly half of my SaaS pot for commercial uh, development and so what I've done rather than buy it within the SAS. Uh, I'm actually going to be doing a loan back to my uh, sponsoring company so that I can uh, get the funds to do the development. And I think SASs are a very useful way if people have a reasonable sized pension pot to buy property, particularly commercial property. Yep. But what you have done is even more interesting. So maybe if you could break that down for people, the way you were originally going to do it and how you thought you would do it that way, but actually as you learned the process, if you like, you discovered that there was a better way to do it. If you could break that down, I think that would be really useful. Uh, yes, so certainly to, to start with, it, the reason I set up my SAS was because I wanted to do a commercial development. And so uh, having the, the option to buy the commercial building within the SAS was there. It was a lot more under my control than within a SIP, so that was one of, another reason that I was really keen on it. Uh, but it was only after I'd done training with my trustees that I, I discovered that there was a, a loan back option where I could actually lend uh, up to half the value of my SAS pot back to my uh, sponsoring company. One of the reasons for me to do that is, uh, so I work in risk management, I, uh, I like the idea of the, the loan being away from property. So the loan is being done against my, against my company. So yeah, so from my perspective, the, one of the key things for the SAS is uh, keeping your pension safe. And so I, that, that was the way I felt was the, the safest way to do this development. So interesting. Um, and that's exactly the way I would have done it. But it's also interesting that you chose to buy the conversion because on the same development, there was the opportunity to buy some new builds. So why the conversion? I think it all comes down to experience, so I, I've done a number of refurbs, uh, so our own residential house, we did a, a back, to, back to the brick refurb 
of an old building. So I'm very familiar with things not being square, things being uneven. So it, it didn't worry me at all coming in and looking at this building. Um, and I think when I walked in as well, I could just see you could strip it back to the bare walls very, very easily um, and essentially just do your new build inside. So for me, it was it was all around experience and it was things that I'd done before, trades that I'd used before. Um, and so I was really keen through working with yourself to understand how to do that as efficiently as possible because I think... I can I can use that in refurbs as well as uh, as well as within this building. That's an interesting point about recognizing transferable skills, both the skills that you already have and can bring to your development, and also the skills that you hope to develop and then can transfer onto the rest of your property journey. And I think definitely having that awareness of both your strengths and weaknesses does make it less daunting, even when the project you're currently working on is a substantial size. It's a large building, uh, 350 square metres, um, and you're going to turn that into two semi-detached houses with huge back gardens. Yep. But I think what's interesting about the building is the fact that you can literally take it back to four walls. Yeah, it, it makes things a lot, a lot more simple. You can see exactly what you're dealing with. Um, there's no surprises. Uh, you can see <laughs> literally back to the walls. So I, I think it's it's... It, it takes a lot of the uncertainty around uh, things that you might find out of it. Also, from a trades perspective, we'll be using mainly joiners for putting all the partitioning in. So there, is, there will be a, a, a block partition between the two buildings, but essentially it'll be mainly joiners we're using for, for getting the, the internal structure done. So it's good to have that continuity of, of trade that you're, that you're using. Also, no matter what the weather's like, because you've got an existing building and it's wind and water tight at the moment, it means that no matter what the Scottish weather is like, you can keep building. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I think there'll be a few uh, jealous tradesmen out there in the, in the rain looking in at <laughs> the work that's being done in here. The point about weather is actually really important. And sometimes, you know, we can be obsessed in Scotland about our weather, about having four seasons in one day, that our summers are never long enough, that our winters are too cold or too wet or too snowy. But when you're talking about development, weather is actually important. It can massively impact on timescales and timelines from the point of view of the ability to do groundworks, from the point of view of the perspective of making a building wind and water tight. So it is something to bear in mind when you are scheduling works and you're scheduling a development, whether it be a new build or whether it be even a commercial to residential conversion. It's just worth bearing in mind that weather can impact you know, how materials get to you, how quickly they get to you, and also how usable they are when they arrive. And it's something that can sometimes be overlooked by the new developer. So Andy... Do you mind sharing the numbers with people? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Let's look at what you're going to sell the houses for. Let's discuss that. Both of the plots are the same size. They're both four bedroom, so I'm expecting to put them on at the, the same price and expecting that to be around about 300,000 for, for both of the houses. And how many square metres are each house? So 175 for each house. That's a good size for a semi-detached house and roughly the size of plot that they sit in? They sit in about a quarter of an acre uh, on each of them. So that's a really big house on a really large plot. Yeah, and the, the beauty of it is, so certainly in plot three, you'll have almost that same square footage 
again, uh, as a potential development upstairs if the, 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 the end user ends up uh, wanting to do that. But what you're saying is the potential for the, the, the buyer, yeah. the end user, is that they could build out another 175 square metres. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's loads of room up there. That's an amazing offer, I think, for, for mm. um, any purchaser. Thinking about the end user is integral to a successful development. You know, years ago, there was a TV programme about property. And quite often the host would say to the person who was guesting on it, you're getting too close to this. And what they meant was they were making decisions based on what they liked. So they were making decisions about layout. They were making decisions about decor. Um, they were making decisions about gardens. Everything was seen through the prism of what they wanted and they weren't going to be living there. And so it's important to remember that although a development may feel like your baby, it's more like your errant teenager. It's going to grow up, it's going to have a life away from you and what you should be doing is making sure that it can do that independently so making sure that it is suitable for the people who are going to come along and have a greater role in its life and what that means is looking at your demographics it means you know looking at the location that your property is in it means considering the end user rather than yourself and it can take a little bit of getting used to for some developers that's a that's a big adjustment they automatically put themselves and their preferences into every aspect of their build and it's really worthwhile to take the time to step back to do the research to identify who your target market are who the demographic is that's going to be interested in your property and then have that person in front of you for every decision that you make and that includes the financials and the end values and the end purchase price that you're hoping to achieve so how much do you expect to make out of each house so the the plots were seventy five thousand. Uh, we've put fifteen thousand in uh, for each plot to remediate the site, uh, and we're expecting to spend round about ninety thousand uh, on each of the houses. So that gives a total of about one hundred and eighty for each house. Yes. So what do you think the sales price is going to be? Uh, Three hundred thousand for each of the plots. And what what's the costs involved thus far? So we've uh, 75,000 for the plot, uh, we've put 15,000 in for the remediation of the site and uh, round about 90,000 for the, uh, each of the bills. So giving us round about 180,000, uh, so with the 300,000 sale price, I'd be happy with 100,000 after all the, the, the fees have come into it. So that sounds about right. So you've got a top line profit of about 120, yeah. but minus your fees, you think you'll be round about the 100? Yes. And that's in each house? And that's in each house, yeah. So that's a £200,000 profit? Yes. So let's talk about timescales then. How long do you think that's going to take you? Looking, uh, so where are we now? We are in uh, almost in July. Really be hoping I'll be handing keys over in uh, end of quarter one next year, so end of March. So that's a reasonable timescale to, to make £200,000 then? Yes, absolutely. But I have had my year of uh, legal... Yes, and, that, and that's worth pointing out to people yes. that to buy a commercial property takes longer and is more expensive than you think it's going to be. Yes, and it's making me think a lot about uh, my pipeline for my next project as well. When should I actually start? 
having those conversations. And that's a great question. So when should you start having those conversations? Probably now, if it takes a year to get things uh, across the line. So what are you most excited about? I think the most exciting thing for me will just be watching the transformation from essentially an empty warehouse to a luxurious uh, four-bedroom family home can, that we can sell on. And in terms of marketing, are you going to do the marketing yourself? Are you going to hand that over to an agent? What's the plan there? Uh, I think that the best person to talk about the site is, is myself, so I'm uh, diving in with both feet uh, doing the marketing myself. I would 100% agree about that. Nobody's yeah. going to know this house like you do. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, even from, from building the model, that's the starting point for me of getting to know the house, so it's, it's been great. So final question. You've been working now almost a year because of the legals with Property Development Live. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that experience. I think for me, this is the, the ultimate experience of how you maximise your profit from a property development. I think I may find myself not quite at that end of the spectrum, uh, but most definitely not at the other end of the spectrum where I may turn up on site once a month and see how things are going. Uh, I, I think through this experience I'll find the things that work for me and the things that I don't think work for me. You can see from the, the profit that we're looking to, to make from this uh, project that it's most definitely the most efficient way of uh, building, uh, building property. And working as a team with the other developers? Yes, absolutely. So I'd, I'd not met the guys certainly six months ago. I hadn't, I hadn't met the guys. So it, it's, it's great that we've, we've got a similar out, outlook. Uh, we want to achieve similar things. So no, they're a good, good bunch of guys to work with. Fantastic. Mm. Listen, Andy, thank you for coming along. Thank you for sharing the building with us. Thank you for doing the interview. I'm sure we're going to be interviewing you many times again over the course of the next five, six months. It's been great speaking to you today. Please join us on Property Development Live on a regular basis. You'll find us on the YouTube channel. You'll find us on the Facebook group. And now there's a podcast as well. My name's Paul Merrick. This is Property Development Live.